Hello everyone, welcome to episode 26 of Deployment Garrison. I'm your host Chris, joined as always in reverse alphabetical order by Zach. Hi Chris. Zach. And in alphabetical order after Zach would be Alan, because it loops back around. Yep, yeah, it works for me, Patty. <laughs> Look, I- I'm going to have to do this intro some way each time, I don't know, it's fine. <laughs> you doing okay guys? Happy Thanksgiving? Yep. It's it's uh it's good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Alright. A lot okay. Uh, what what does that have to do with anything? Don't please, leave it at that. I'll tell you afterward. Okay. So I offered to not record on actual Thanksgiving, but they were like, no, no, it's okay. We love the listeners too much to delay anymore. We're gonna get it done. All the families yeah, in bed. There, uh, we did. We put out the car cast for episode twenty-five, which oh. went out early. So we're we're kind of fine, doing okay. But yeah, episode twenty-six. So that's an official year's worth of episodes. We, like very, so we're two very. weeks late because we we missed bits here and there, but we we got there in the end. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be us if we did it on time. Yeah, uh, uh, we're going to have. A little bit of a an impromptu flight deck. Obviously, Zach attended a tournament. We haven't all actually been on a call and spoken since we had uh, the deployment garrison open. Chris. So, I'm sorry, Chris. What's a flight deck? Yeah, um, was... <laughs> I don't know. It, it's one of those things that the um, the lat takes off from to deploy the garrisons from. Oh, okay. If you say so, the lat flies right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what I'll buy tonight. Oh, you've going got, to my yeah. local game store in an hour for Black Friday. So uh, my contribution to the officer's mess is, um, see what I did? I just slipped it back into the correct podcast. No one will even notice the food, <laughs> the, 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 how food it went. It's fine. Um, I drove to Red Deer to buy a used Legion lot. I, I was watching them all on Facebook. Someone posted a huge lot for Legion for 300 Canadian dollars, which is about 67 US cents, I think. Yeah, um, give or take. It's, it's 69 cents, but it will, yeah. we'll give it to you. Nice. Um, and I was like, you know what? Red Deer's 90 minutes away, but these guys are all annoying me trying to get 14 people to all chip in and buy it and then one of them they've got to argue over who goes and gets it so i just messaged a guy i can come and get it tomorrow if you want um so i just swooped in and bought it all um well I, sorry i said i i sat down with my wife i was like jill can i um use 300 dollars of our money to buy some toy soldiers that i don't really need um but i explained to her that i can return all of the stuff that's still new in shrink and got 390 dollars from that so instant $90 profit for my store credit. Yay, go me. And now I have even more Gar and Wookiees and more droids. So, yeah. yeah. Well, also, after meeting her, Jill, your wife, is a saint. And uh... Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, she'd have to be to put up to a U2. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, strange I'm... looking at Chris's background now that I've been there. Yeah, that's where you were sleeping. That's where Alan was yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Yep. I dug around in that case of X Wing stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, but it's basically all I've managed to do is go buy some X Wing. Out of the giant lot that I had, I did make someone a, an, an 800 point gar list. 
did I say did I go X Wing again? This is yeah, X Wing. Yeah. So so <laughs> in addition to it being Thanksgiving today, folks, the twenty third of November is also my daughter's birthday. So I've been up all day doing birthday things and we literally just got back from um the sky castle indoor soft play area um i've just put my uh, my youngest daughter to bed so we sang happy birthday i ate cake i'm pretty tired and also terrible at being a podcast host but that's a given <laughs> um we just see yeah, it's like giving you crap other than buying some legion stuff and um contemplating if i'm going to order six was it four boxes of magna guard i need if i want to do experimental droids oh man that's uh yeah. i don't i don't know i know you can run let's see you can run six in the box you can run six because i gave everyone six sets of cards yeah in the yeah but then you need up. but you need four you need a minimum of four minis for yeah. each of those right uh i mean they come with was it seven? The standard seven. is not a yeah. lot of them. The the yeah. number that you take is pretty low. I'd probably get four boxes if I was going to do it because I hate myself. But yeah, I mean we'll yeah. we'll get into it at some point. I'm sure later we're gonna talk about the list, but I don't know if Magna Guards are the answer for that list. No, but it's just one of the special units, so I have to own them. It doesn't matter if they're good or not. You I, want some quantity of them because it. Like, yes, they're not as good as the full-power Magna Guards, but one, it gives you a hedge against other people's melee because you are, like, a gun line. Um, and two, uh, just having a melee-oriented core, which is something that, you know, I mean, there's close range, but, like, a true melee-oriented core, um, it allows you to really push certain objectives uh, because those lists, they do, they bid a little bit. And um, like it lets them play, especially intercept and uh, payload really well, uh, and makes them kind of annoying on recover as well. I'm gonna be so, honest. Even being uh, obviously the melee on them's great, but even the ranged isn't bad. Right? Yeah. Black white. Right. If you even if you just take the cheapest upgrade of like the extra body, it, it's a ten dice attack pool, five black, five white. Seems fine. Yeah, I mean, so spoilers for mine, but uh, my buddy Tyler had three squads of them in the list that he won uh, his invite with last weekend. Well, I suppose that's a good segue into what you did for your officer's mess. See, I just yeah. make it sound like I make it sound like I said flight deck there and dug back over it. But since I didn't bother doing any of the other ones, it, 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 yeah. I, yeah. you're losing us, Chris. So he's losing himself. <laughs> <It's> been... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this tournament, Zach. Yeah. So I went to a tournament at I'm Bored in Madison, and it was wonderful, and it was extremely well run. Uh, and I like Tournament Legion more than I realize it sometimes. Uh, but as you guys know, I've been I went on my whole Ahsoka journey and actually this happened while I was out there visiting you guys is I was just like, what do I do next? You know, I think I've I've gotten this Ahsoka thing as far as I can. And I looked into the stars and I saw the voice or the face and heard the voice of my father, uh, which was weird because he's fine. 
but he said, remember who you are. So I came home and I uh, packed Blizzard Force. Um, and I I played Blizzard Force. So uh, round one, I'm a bad person. My opponent was David, who is an awesome guy. And as a local, I've just never managed to met, meet because I never go out. And he was playing uh, Greg, Cad, uh, Magnus, and a bunch of basically naked B1s. We played Hostage. And he commented that he had never played Blizzard against Blizzard before. Uh, and it went real well for me. We, we had Minefield. Chris, this is the thing, like, your commentary about... Um, and actually, I should back up and go to the list. Your commentary about wanting mean green cards is, like, so prescient because... And it's tough because that list really doesn't have a fourth card that it really likes. Uh, and the list for reference is Commander Vader. Um, I had some combination of Burst, Push, uh, Improvised Orders, which is kind of important in Blizzard Force because you need to move your bikes at the right time. And then um, Saber Throw was the last five. Uh, four bikes, the normal good HRUs with DLT and RTC. And then two snowtrooper squads, one with a medic and grenades, and the other with a fifth snowtrooper and grenades. And I am going to divert on Wax Philosophical on Blizzard Force for a minute here. I tried the HH-12 HRUs, and I hated them. I played a game with it. My opponent deployed slightly outside of range four of the HRU, and I realized I was never going to shoot the HH-12 unless he walked into it. So I was like, no, absolutely not this. And then the other thing is, you know, they recover, so they really need both actions. So now you're thinking, well, actually, maybe I want a Ruth in there, so you're moving points around. Um, if you're worried about armor, the version I've seen floating a bunch is the two snowtroopers take ion guns. And I think that's just that last little bit to push you over the top. I'm, I, don't, I, I was pretty comfortable going with what I had and the impact grenades, which, by the way... <laughs> The five-man hostage unit with impact grenades was pretty funny on hostage because uh, people would get close and they would throw grenades at them on the way out. And rolling a pool of five black surging black dice with snowtroopers is uh, not something people are ready for. Um, and Chris, I'm going to say something really nice to you, uh, so you know be prepared to edit this out. But that was that was pretty much your idea, uh, especially the fifth man, and you. The reason why I like bug you but fight you is because you have really good insights into Legion and mechanical stuff, uh, especially you're comfortable going off the beaten path. And my friend Tyler is who I play the most, so he knows what I like. So lots of times when I'm bouncing stuff like nonsensically at you, I'm actually bouncing it between you and Tyler until you guys ag agree. And then that ends up being kind of my happy place. Uh, so that was that was how I got there. Um, but yeah, so round one uh, versus um, Greg, Cad, Magnus. He did make a mistake with his Cad. He had a big line of sight blocker on his side of the board, um, and he didn't play Cad's three pip. So he was just going to try and set up teleporting Cad back to his deployment zone with the hostage. But he was a little too far forward when he jumped up over his line of sight blocker, and he was in range of my HRU and all my bikes coming out from behind my line of sight blocker. And then the other thing that I did that I felt pretty clever about is um, usually you don't want Vader in melee with Greg um, because he's and impervious. Greg, That's Greg, for those uh, who don't know, is General Grievous. Yeah, for the uncultured. 
So, um, but what I did is I set up almost like a, a triangle or a spearhead so that Vader intercepted Grievous far enough away from the rest of my forces that trained in your Jedi arts. Uh, what you know, he he got in melee with Vader, went to trained in your Jedi arts, and he. I think got a shot into my hostage unit and a shot into the medic snow troopers. And that was it. Oh, and I think he caught a bike because um, the bikes had worked their way sort of that point on the board. But I've had that bomb eat my gun lines before. And I sort of unconsciously set up that like spear to catch him out. Um, and that worked, that worked really well. Uh, we called it at four or five because I was able to get, I had both hostages in my deployment zone at that point. Um, yeah, there's not a lot you're going to do about it once you're there. Yeah, and it was a minefield. So the thing that like really helped me is I managed to delay activating my hostage till after his. So his ate a mine that wound up by them. Um, and then it was just, uh, you know, turn two, one shot with an HRU to finish him off. Um, and then Vader kind of camped on it until the the other snows could come up and get it. And then the, even though he had the big line of sight blocker, he kind of had to bring everything around an alley in such a way that I was able to shoot at his Magnus and not get overwhelmed. So then round two, I played against uh, my buddy Tyler and his uh, experimental droid force, or BX force as we call it. Uh, Tyler and I have played that matchup 100 times. It was his birthday. He wanted the invite. I didn't. Uh, so I conceded and we got a beer. It was a great time. And then it turned out I was a fool because while we're sitting at the bar, uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to put in, you know, put in the concession. It asks you for the objectives. So we came back from the bar and did our turn zero. And I was like, oh, this actually would have been an interesting game because um, I've had so much trouble uh, against that. But I in our turn zero, I forced breakthrough disarray. And there was this, part of it was the map. The map was super open. It would have been like a redux of my, me and Alan's game where I just had nowhere to hide my stuff from his big shooty stuff. Because he had a tower in his deployment zone. A height two tower that could just see the whole board. So it would have just been like, mm. all right, every turn something comes off the board at range three or five. Yeah, uh, it's rough. Yeah. So then my last round, I played against a guy by the name of Joey who was on uh, Luke, Lando, some vets, snipers, and a squad of Mandalorians. And my first opponent remarked he'd never played against Blizzard Force before. Uh, Joey remarked that he had never played against speeder bikes before. Oh, no. <laughs> so... <laughs> We wound up on Breakthrough Disarray, Supply Drop, and he sort of spread his forces between the two deployment zones because I was kind of able to... Normally, I like to deploy my bikes first and then, you know, see from there. And that I made a good read of the board. It was a pretty favorable board for me, too. And started sort of... You know, I put a bike up in the one corner, and then I didn't place the rest of the bikes with it until after I had placed all my infantry and saw that he was, like, spread out into the two corners. Um, I was able to overwhelming barrage a sniper off the board on first turn. This was the first game I won where I played overwhelming barrage on turn one instead of a, or at least it feels like where I played overwhelming barrage instead of darkness descends. But yeah, he conceded at the top of two, um, or pretty early on where I just, I had wiped the last unit in the one deployment zone. Um, he had taken out a squad of bikes. 
Uh, but at that point, it was pretty clear I was going to win eight to five or eight to four, whatever he had in the other deployment zone, because um, he couldn't cross the board unless like Luke ran straight through the open against the HRU. So we just call it there. Um, so I went to a three round tournament and played six rounds of Legion. Uh, <laughs> Bold not, strategy, not even, not even. Uh, but Blizzard Force is still fun. Uh, those are my thoughts on it. I guess if I end up taking Blizzard Force to Adepticon and I'm still worried about armor, I might try the two. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm old. Two ion guns. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then Tyler went on to win. Unfortunately, it was uh, three rounds. So there were two undefeated players there. Um, Tyler won on strength of schedule. And um, I do want to shout out. Our guy, uh, Tom Vander, who was the other undefeated, because his list was pretty dope. Um, it was Cassian, Boba, K2, uh, one vet and Mark II combo, uh, a second vet, and then he had a squad of Ewoks, two FDs, and a land speeder with RPS. Unstable Astromech, uh, Hotshot Pilot, Ion, and HQ Uplink. Uh, so that that was that was pretty wild. I thought he had even more Ewoks than that. I could have sworn I saw more Ewoks when I walked by. Maybe it was someone else, or maybe he played an Ewok matchup. Um, like I said, the tables were pretty pretty favorable for the long line of sight or long sight lines. But uh, Tom Tom was a hilarious guy. Uh, <laughs> I actually I wound up I'd never met him before, and we were walking out. Tyler and I were walking out to get um lunch and tom and his buddy uh matt i believe it was uh invited us out and then it wound up being three of the four tyler played matt on the final table and then um tom was the other final table so that was like our lunch car our lunch car was the uh the sweaty car <laughs> is your uh is it up in uh game up link yeah it is yeah okay what was the name of it uh, it was I'm Bored Sun go. Prairie Thor Championship November 2023. There yeah. it is in chat. Nice. Yeah. Oh, good nice. job. Yeah, I, I went. Mean, I went two and one, so I was I was happy. And your friend won. The person you lost to won the event. You know. Yeah. All good. Uh, what about you, Alan? What have you been up to? Uh, I have not. Actually, I haven't gotten any Legion. Well. No, still just crying about just uh, yeah, no. so i i was gonna say we didn't play a game of legion but um we only had four show up to our monthly tournament so we ended up playing a 2v2 um which was pretty fun uh so it was my tempest list and uh a shadow collective uh versus a boba or sorry a lando Op Luke, um, Rebel List, and a Vader and Pike gun line. So we ended up playing on uh, key positions, 2v2, and just a, a lot of it's a lot of back and forth counting how many acts we can get in at the end of the game. But 2v2s are wild games, man. They're they're a different animal, but uh, they're fun. It's just absolutely chaotic. I mean, uh, we, uh, my my tempest and the 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 uh, black sun mandos were victorious. Weird. Yeah. Turns out when you could just get ATSTs and a 
bunch of other acts. Yeah, ATST supporting Black Sun sounds like the most wholesome game ever. Well, there's only one unit of Black Sun, uh, but there was two fully kitted uh, Mando squads, Super Commandos, Gar, uh, a couple of Pikes, and a bus. So, yeah. It was actually pretty close. Uh, we were we were counting a lot of activations um, for that center KP. So it was a uh, it was interesting. It was a it was a wild back and forth game, but it's fun. If you haven't played a two v two, I would encourage you guys to try it. Yeah. It takes a lot longer though, so be prepared for like yeah. a four or five hour game. Shorter than two games though, unless unless one of them is Blizzard Force. Uh, yes, yes. Ah well, you know, just get good. Play faster. I mean, you could play as quick as Zach does when he he like has to unconcede so he can reconcede again later. Uh, oh well. Uh, so we're going to move on to main topic. It, it's key today that we get the main topic done. You know. Yes. Uh, uh, Wait, did we de- did we decide did, on key positions? Or are we doing BX? Did, force? Did, did, did you see how I positioned that pun, there, Kat? Right. I saw it. Yeah. I I I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. I positioned my key pun. It's great. I'm just going to keep going until you start talking about key positions. <laughs> so key positions is uh, an interesting objective in the fact that they released it. Do you know what a word interesting means? No. Yeah, well, yes. Okay, I'm, I'm getting there. We'll get around to it. So it was interesting in the fact that uh, um, it was released when the game started. It was one of the initial ones and got ratted a month and a half later to what we have now, because it was less interesting than what we have now. Um, I won't bore everybody with that back in my day, but uh, it comes down to uh, you place a okay. marker on your center key position or the center piece of terrain or piece of terrain closest to the center. And then yeah. each player, starting with blue player, will pick uh, another piece of terrain outside of their deployment and then beyond range one of any other marked piece of terrain. Then at the end of the game, whoever's got the most people touching it wins. Say so it's pretty straightforward. Um, but then there's a lot of strategy back and forth and things on how to make that happen. That can make it interesting if both players are playing in good faith or it becomes a game when both players are playing. I'm going to use my quote unquote, my air quotes here. Optimally, it's uh, it's really boring and it's like watching paint dry. Um, so it, it's kind of a really mixed bag of a um, objective, in my opinion. Yeah. That seems fair. But uh, that's my initial take. Any any thoughts going with um, that? I will say that, obviously, I started playing Legion again properly maybe like 14 months ago now, something like that. Um, and I know it was... This is just default Legion for me. Uh, it's what everyone plays. It's always in the decks. Right. Every if people see it, people are generally happy to play it. No one really like worries about it or thinks about it that much. And yeah, I feel like major offensive key positions, clear conditions is vanilla legion. Yeah, yeah, arguably. Yeah, 
there's there's a certain amount of that being true because um i mean the widely accepted optimal strategy and i use that with heavy air quotes is that you basically don't play for the first four rounds of the game you're both staying out of range and then you're all going to try and pile in on the middle at the very end um because generally you're going to have your own center one your your the your own marked objective and then you have to fight over the center which yes. if you're fighting over the center early in the game makes for a more dynamic game because things are going back and forth it's a bloodbath in the middle it it gets very interesting but if both players are not engaging until the very end um it gets really hairy at those last couple of turns but otherwise it's just kind of there's a lot of jockeying for position that doesn't mean anything until the very yeah. end because it's a it's a, an objective that scores at the end of the game. So uh, my first thoughts when I see key positions in the flop in like positions one, two, or three is that I look at the table again and I always feel like I'm assessing how big that centerpiece of terrain is and how much line of sight it blocks because. Yeah. Obviously, it varies by your list and your opponent's list on what's going to go down, but it kind of there are interesting key positions tables, and then there are really, really dull and boring key positions tables. And yeah. I don't think that they're always the same. I think it like, also depends on on what your list composition is. Because that's what I mean. Like I would find I, I played key positions against Tempest with two AGSTs and the I was happy to play it because the middle um middle objective was fairly large and blocked a decent chunk of line of sight if you tucked in behind it. Right. So I threw units up to to play there early to draw him in rather than playing the the standoff game where he's got a longer range than me and just bombards me and I'm not going to be able to deal with the ATSDs. So yeah, and the uh, other the other option is if you have heavies that are especially something to keep keep an eye on if you're playing against a heavy list and the piece of terrain is smaller than the base <laughs> of one of those heavies. Be prepared; you're going to need to kill the heavy because they can just literally walk up plant themselves on top of that key position, and there's nothing that you can do unless you kill that vehicle. Yeah. So there are some tricks that you can do to prevent that, but it's going to depend on whether or not your opponent is up on it on, on some of those it, Whether they're going to let, let themselves get into a melee near the center so you can't stand on them. Right, yeah. So... There's a lot of things that prevent those vehicle movements, so you can't displace anybody who's in a melee. You can't displace other vehicles. Um, I don't believe you can displace creature troopers um, or in-placement troopers. So there are things that you can do to right. count, counter that, yeah. but um, you do have to keep in mind that, that that is a threat that you have to be be aware of, and maybe if if it's a small centerpiece... Probably don't play KP against a vehicle list. So double yeah, ATs, yeah. sabers, anything. The cheese aside, vehicles are strong on KP because you touched it, but displace also puts out suppression, which can affect scoring. Um, yep. 
So like a vehicle like can move like an ATST. It's what Arsenal two natively. Yes. Yeah. So it can displace something and shoot two other things and throw out three suppression if it needs to. Um, yep. For one, and then uh, vehicles can't be force pushed, which uh, force push is huge on KP since it is a leader touching objective. Yep. And with that, uh, you know, touching back on vehicles, vehicles are really strong. Uh, I mean, they want to do KP because a vehicle can score on KP. There's o- there's only a couple of different objectives that vehicles can actually score on. Um, you can move the objective on payload, you can score a key position, and you can break through. Um, those are those are your vehicle scorable objectives. And they can drop bombs. Well, they could drop bombs, but yes, that's true. Sorry, I'm used to ATSD Tempest, so I'm not thinking about that. Yes, you can, but yeah. So you've got <laughs> four of them, but key, key position is one of them. Yeah, I'm just, man, we're all tired. Holy cow. Um, so obviously, vehicles are likely to have it in their deck if they have a bid. It, it's just something to keep in mind. Um, I, I can go more into this, the cheese and the strategy. I guess another <laughs> thing to keep so, in mind. A spectacular key position game. I did. At the and I, I, I can go over that again. Um, but just sticking in theory, at least for now, the other thing you want to keep in mind is force users because force push is going to really change the balance of that center position if they can push whatever targets they have. So, you know, you got to yeah, count I mean, your much, much like we were talking about with breakthrough, you got to count your activations. Um, how fast can they move to that center position? Do you have space around that center position to put all of your unit leaders? Um, it, this is where it sort of gets into that um, thing of a force push being a resource and you've got to try and burn it early so we're having to refresh it if, if they don't have massive force. That kind of stuff where throwing your unit into combat with them so you've got to force push you out within the activation and you know, knowing the range if they're going to disengage and force push like there's no point doing it but if disengage doesn't get them to range one of the unit we need to force push off so there's all of those kind of weird and wonderful interactions for force push i think another yeah. big one to remember too is let's see oh, so, I know sorry I, I just have to point out that yoda can just cheat through all of that it's fine yeah well, yeah walk through walk the listener through what yoda does because i was going to go over vader and luke yeah so for yoda um, none of those tricks work because a Yoda player is going to save Yoda's one pip for last turn, which gives him speed three, disengage, jump, and the ability to do the free actions multiple times, which means he can force push, uh, he can do a, a speed three jumping disengage move, force push someone off the objective, refresh, um, do a recover action to refresh force push, and then force push again and force push two units off from a f- speed three jumping disengage. So, yeah, Yoda, pretty strong in all, all situations, you know. What, what's that? You have a problem? Have you tried applying a Yoda to it? <laughs> yeah, the other one that's a, a... So some other ones are um, like Luke, Vader, and Palp. Uh, off the top of my head, they can all get multiple attacks. Um, the Vader yeah. implacable turn is particularly gross. Because Vader can 
charger unit, he can reliably kill a four-man core unit, so he can charge it, kill it, force push another one off, uh, still have an action, and then implacable and do that again. Yeah. Um, Luke has Son of Skywalker, um, which just lets him double attack, although he, he's got to chain that, I believe. Um, so, yes, with, with Son of Skywalker, he, has to, he can make a second attack after he attacks. So he doesn't quite get the same like yeah, double serve turn. Your master well you is the better option. Yeah, and so that you can walk sometimes. Yeah, so sometimes serve is better uh, using it on your own people um, to move someone up. That's another option that you have with uh, Yoda is you can just guidance people. Like if you're not going to make it, you can guidance people to get up, move your team up the field. Uh, Palp can pull the strings. He can get more people up the field to that center position. But um, the the other thing, Palp has the um, the card to make someone attack with you. Know, you can attack the own unit, and I believe it lets you initiate a melee with the enemy unit if you need to. So that's not Palp. That would be the Serve Your Master Well. That's the oh yeah, card. yeah. So and yeah, so Serve yeah. Your Master Well. So that, that's a very if flexible you, card. If you initiate there. the melee with the enemy unit. The snap in, remember, can pull a unit leader off. So you move, you can effectively do two units off the key position with Serve Your Master Well and have Force Push with Luke as well. Because you Serve Your Master Well to make them charge. And so you're moving the um, unit leader from the unit you chose into a melee with the not unit leader. So that unit leader's moved off, then the snap in can pull the other unit leader off the objective as well then you can still force push someone else so luke can potentially do three off the key positions yeah 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 so that with force users be you get there's a lot there's a just, lot just, of just kill them shenanigans shenanigans that you could do so yeah kill them before you get in there but, but, at all possible. remember the thing i said about looking at my opponent's list and then looking at how big this line of sight blocking uh middle key position is that's why because yep. if it's line of sight blocking and they've got one of those force users i ain't playing key positions yeah <laughs> because yeah. They, they will hide behind it until the very you know round six of the game then they're gonna do all the shenanigans it doesn't matter if you have your whole army there if they have you know, they save Luke for last or whoever, and then yeah. at the end of the game, they just do all their shenanigans and you're stuck. Um, yeah, it's one that can look very vanilla and fair for both players until you're suddenly losing horribly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So I this, I, I would argue that, that this little mini game at the end of the game of key positions is what makes it an interesting thing. Now I'll grant you the, the boring, I'm just not going to do anything for four turns. Yeah. That's not interesting, but the, the last mean, two it, turns it, as, it, as the game, I'm going to have to disagree. I'm going to let you finish and then I'll tell you why I disagree. I'm going to let you finish, but um, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. The, the, the calculus and trying to figure things out and make it, make it work and the back and forth that happens at the end of that match is interesting. But on the whole, I think that last little bit of interest uh, probably doesn't outweigh just the absolute paint drying. I mean, that happens the first four turns. 
So the reason why I disagree is because you are 100% correct. There you go. See, weird disagreement there, I know. Okay. But, Let's see where this um, goes. <laughs> that interesting level of play is gatekept so much by you not being allowed to play the rest of the game. Mm. The second you make any interesting choice at any point leading up to those last four interactions, you've already lost. It, it, none of it mattered. And mm. that gatekeeping of that interesting puzzle is... Um, I just, it doesn't yeah, matter how interesting kind of, it is. Uh, that's kind of a good way to put it, right? Like, it, it's just so hard to get there. And, sure. I mean... Given that this isn't our target audience of uh, in top tier Legion, Alan, you know, yes. top tier, high level, whatever term you want to use, I sure. agree. There's an interesting puzzle there. I have no real interest if I'm playing on a in my local league or I'm playing. I would rather lose the game than inflict that upon my opponent because it's and not I, my I opponent. Think... It's my friend who I wanted to have a game of Legion with. Right. And I think in general, I'm going to agree with that as well, that, hey, let's play. And in, in which case, that, that's what I mean when I initially said, hey, when you play a good faith game where you are trying to play the game from round one, hey, I'm going to yeah. take this key position and I'm going to hold it and you're going to try and pull me off of it, where you got the back and forth the whole time where it's a more dynamic game. It is fun. It is an interesting uh, yeah thing but you're playing back and forth the whole time it's a tug of war that's going the entire game long um more like what i wish intercept transmissions was where that one is a back and forth you're scoring as the game goes on you know rounds two rounds four and then the end of the game problem is vehicles can't score on that one so i don't like that one <laughs> but yeah. but like if if key positions was on every turn or every other turn, like intercept, but then we have two different versions of intercept. So yeah. no, is that really I, two different objectives? Yeah, and, and I'm happy with your your description of it. You're, like I said you are 100 correct. I don't think anything you said was wrong. The reason I disagree is just because it it the gatekeeping to actually take part in that. Like yep. um, a number of times Zach's spoken about in the past of like you need your answer to. Um, Jedi's and Force Push. What, how does your list answer that? Uh, you know, there's so yep. many things that you have to account for just because key positions and those things exist. Um, yep. that's one of, I think it's one of the reasons why I've been enjoying the SKUs that I've been playing is because I've get tooled away from key positions and been bidding. So I've been forcing people to play yeah. Legion with me. No, you don't yeah. get the well, choice to not play. We're going to have fun. Yeah. yeah, it's been good. It's definitely um, a selling point for me when I'm like netlisting and I'm like, oh, I like that character, and then I like look at the battle deck and I see no key positions, and I'm like, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to cover on key positions as well, um, because of the nature of it, it's relatively low scoring, and it tends to not be draws, so it's a really it's influenced quite highly by bounties and things like that. Yeah. Like in secret mission. Yeah, if you have bounty or secret mission and you can score it and protect, then you can force a draw and you can you can effectively do the the um like the Yoda gunline style play where you force a draw on the mission so you win on um kill points. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I, I would argue that becomes, a, a again, a more dynamic game because then you have to engage with, yes. you know, yeah. did I kill enough of you or did you kill enough of me? Um, but at high level, obviously, that can degrade into, oh, I killed one. I'm pulling out now. So yeah. I don't know. Play the game. The game is fun to play. Like, engage, roll dice, have a ball. Yeah. I promise it's it's more worth engaging with your friend and opponent than it is just watching paint dry. Um, do you have actually, actually before we get too far? Yeah, I may. One other random thought I've had about key positions, you know, because you have your backline objective that you do n normally need to protect on some level. Um, there's some incentive to having two commanders there just so you can make sure those bubbles are protected, and it is a or and if you don't, it's a thing to think about where like rebels and imperials are pretty happy to throw a mark two or a short or a mortar back there to cap that. Um, just so you don't randomly get suppressed on the last turn. You you're ruining my surprise for people with my scarif list and Krennic. <laughs> Annihilation looms really changes the game on key positions. Just yeah, because so many what's that you left your one stormtrooper squad at the back over there? Hope something bad doesn't happen to it. Oh, just, um, oh, you got two suppression after they've already activated. Or no, well, I guess it would be at the beginning, but still. So, oh, you didn't rally? Oh, yeah. Shit. I, ha I have Bosk um, to um, pile some suppression on there as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 The number of times someone, if, if I ever see someone against that list, leave a single unit on the backfield objective, I'm like, oh. Thank you for my free win. I'll take it. Yeah. Because I'll, so, I'll keep mine, you'll lose yours, and I don't care about the middle anymore. We can share it. Yeah. Yeah. So should we get into some some uh, down and dirty tactics on... on... Um, We've already gone over the force users. We've seen... Uh, I've already suppose, talked about yeah, the, yeah, the vehicles. Yeah, right. But yeah, yeah. If, if you're just running normal gun lines... Um, no vehicles, um, no force users. There's still some strategies that you can employ to give yourself an edge. So one example there is don't ignore your opponent's back objective or your back objective because, you know, if you take it out, either A, especially if you do it in the mid game, if you can take out a, a lone unit that's in the back, they have to start splitting forces to go back and cap theirs. Um and vice versa, make sure that you're not exposing your own um, to that same type of play. Um, so either, you know, one option is hiding them, which we've already discussed is the boring option. Hide them behind a line of sight blocker and then bring them out to that last, the back piece of terrain at the end of the game. I mean, that's, that's a valid strategy, obviously. Uh, but... Maybe you'll have two units. Maybe you'll have a high high mobility version, you know, unit that yeah. you can bring back from the middle. Um, things like that. Picking your pieces of of terrain, um, it usually goes better if you can pick a line of sight blocking piece of terrain um, for your back piece, because then you can have your back cap pretty secure. But keep in mind, they can send someone going fast. Like Boba Fett can come around a corner and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take yours. Thank you." Yeah. Um, um, I, I would add into that the um, speed three skimmer vehicles, um, making yep. sure 
you know, declaring which movies are compulsory correctly so that you know, compulsory can overlap um, and you can be pretty much anywhere on the table like Fluttercraft especially the uh, the Wookiee Battle Force Fluttercraft um, three speed three moves with that base covers a whole load of uh, of grind yeah, it's, a, you know? it's a lot of space that that thing can just get it wherever is. it wants it's really hard to line that up though because I I tried to line up a, a really cheeky overrun on a general grievous and um, or you know compulsory uh, displace and I missed it by a surprisingly large amount and my bikes were sad it's like what if I yeah. didn't so the thing to remember when you kind of if you're aiming for it you and you're trying to do it on your last move the moves before don't have to go the full length of the template so you can use the one template you can you know what i mean you can do all of the, the weird funky stuff to kind of help line that last one up but yeah there's um there's a skill to it but my base is bigger than your two bases so i don't care yeah you know, foot, yeah. foot craft are easy don't don't worry don't, don't yeah. you worry at all yeah that's true um so suppression obviously we we already touched on again with um the scarif list um if a unit panics they don't count so you know get that suppression on them that way when you're counting and, and it's much like we talked about in breakthrough you're going to be counting activations once you start getting towards the end of the game do you have enough bodies with enough actions to get to that center location and never or even the their their side if you want to just bum rush go straight past the middle go to their back objective it, it kind of depends but i'm gonna pile on to your courage thing though because I, I would go as far as to say even a courage three commander you cannot count on if you've activated that early in the turn and i if i've got seven activations left and you put um, the courage three person on the objective. I'll shoot them seven times because it doesn't count. Yep. If they've um, got too much suppression, you know, yeah, you're not gonna. Uh, you might not kill them, but oh, they're hiding in heavy cover. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill them, but if yeah. I can get enough suppression, yeah, you've got to be really, really cognizant in that last round of what the actual win condition of the game is, and yep. recognizing when the win condition is kill points. Like, yep. yeah, I've got to do all of the correct things to make sure that I force you to draw with me. And then if you don't, I win. But what what game are we actually playing? And it's kind of keeping that in sight because it's very easy to um, assume that we're both going to end up drawing and then you make a mistake because you're focusing on trying to get an extra kill. But that means you then miss the middle position. You know what I mean? It kind of... Yep, yep. Yeah, you got to keep, you got to, like I was saying, again, with Breakthrough, you got to keep an eye on making sure that you can tie up that middle, make it yeah. one-on-one. Like, I think this is probably one of the most most common um, objectives where you need to have that dual focus of this is a score for if this happens, this is a score if this happens, and you kind of, you're keep looking at what, mind. yeah, keep, Keeping an eye on the scales and which way it's, the balance is tipping, and if it's going further into one, you can lean into it more and try and force a win that way. But you yep. have to always acknowledge the other side of that scale. Like you can't throw away too many because, like, 
a random uh, blank out on a shot that doesn't apply suppression. You know, that kind of thing is... Yep. Yep. Dice will always be there. There's always going to be variants. You've got to have your eye on the prize. Yep. So some other uh, just quick hits. I'm I'm playing back my my game in my head a little bit is tying up other units in melee um, so that they can't withdraw into that center objective. You can tie people up that way. Um, another popular technique is uh, what for- force users use. Use it with your infantry. Move into melee and stand by. Um, that one is almost always going to be a-, a good option because then if they withdraw, you trigger your standby. Now you can move at speed two versus they're moving at speed one. You can almost always grab that unit, pull them back off the, the center objective. I'm focusing mostly on the center objective, but you can use these on either of them. But the center yeah. is where you're going to be doing most of your fighting. Um, starting melees, if they have minis that are not touching that center objective, you can use the cohesion and engagement tricks to pull the unit leader off of that center objective. Um, that will give you that can give you an edge. The other thing is just body blocking the center. If it's a small enough piece and you know you don't have vehicles, then uh, one option is you take your for you know your core special forces units and just space them out a little bit so that they physically cannot get to the center objective. Um, one of the things I think we've never really touched on when we've spoken about objectives before, and I think you did this really well in your key positions game against the double AATs, is mm-hmm. um, your order control in that last turn so that when one of your units gets pulled off you want to have a unit that's within range of that center objective that has an order token so you're not leaving it up to chance so i think you had a unit of scouts which moved like he pulled a unit off and you move move the scouts and surrendered it again so uh, his plan is obviously i'm going to pull that unit off and then on my next activation i'm going to move this other unit in yeah, and in between, it's like, okay, he moves in, I'll trigger a standby. And in that particular game, the question is, okay, do I shoot with my standby or do I move? That way I can move again. Um, I decided at that point it was better to shoot just to thin out his unit. That way he couldn't bubble wrap. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when it was were... their activation, then I pulled their activation immediately after. Yeah. And then finished bubble wrapping the center with yeah. my unit, so he could not get in. Um, yeah. Also, you know, uh, his AATs were busy finishing off my ATSTs, but then I also engaged in a melee right in front of his tank, so his tank could not move past me in order yeah. to get park on top of that center and block it from me. So yeah. there's also a certain amount of leapfrogging, where I was bringing units from that I had kind of capping my back. I had like two or three stormtrooper units on my, I just started sending them up and then sending them past to tie up his units in melee. So he couldn't reach the center. And then I had my scouts come in on the side. So, yeah. Um, So we're getting close to time now. So I wanted to kind of move on and obviously Zach's got a hard stop for needing to get to his game store. um, If he doesn't fall asleep too much. Yeah, we've already kind of covered good pieces of lists, so I don't want to do a normal question. We have a what kind of list play well into this 
because I do think it's one of those objectives where pretty much everyone is fine if it's in the deck. There's very few um, lists, I think, that hate key positions. They might hate it into a specific opponent, but I think generally people put it in the decks because they're lazy anyway without even thinking about it. Um, yeah, it, it's so. usually a safe fourth objective yeah. pick. Yeah. Um, as wrong as that may be when you actually True. get to matchups and stuff. Um, cause so I, I will just say, people assume that we're going to be able to ban out of it if it's a bad matchup. That's not always the case. You will, over time, you will like just give up a game because you put key positions in your deck and thought you'd ban, be able to ban out of it, but your opponent has got last ban, so you didn't have any agency at all. Yep. Um, so what do you do if you're going to try and build a key positions list or your ideal key position game? What do you kind of build around it? Um, uh, well, I've I think got an it's example. probably a flavor to taste, yeah. really. So, for example, I feel like if you're if you're the kind of player who wants to play Vanilla Legion, having hostile conditions in there is effectively clear conditions if you're playing key positions. Yeah. Because yep, you're always you're going to be touching that piece of terrain. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that kind of thing. I think fortified plays pretty well because you're always going to be hugging terrain, getting cover anyway. So it's generally key positions is a game that involves lots of in-cover shots. Having more cover on the table doesn't really change any of that. Um, what else would I... Like, I've never played a game of key positions with Minefield. Yeah. Um, that might be interesting. So I... I don't think I have either. Now I'm thinking about it. They're both in my Blizzard Force deck. Yeah. Minefield is interesting because you can, you know, make it hurt more when they're trying to get to the middle. So you're trying to block off lanes more than anything. But yeah, you just pop them right down where they're going to pop off on the middle. Yeah. You can have that middle objective first. Go ahead and clear the way for me. Thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then deployments. Um, this is kind of a weird one where... Um, it's, it's hard to say without knowing uh, what the table is going to be. It's going to yeah, be very well, table right, So what I would say, something like Hemmed In forces you to take it early. So if you're mm. playing a kind of list who doesn't want to take it early, don't put a Hemmed In in your deck because you don't always have the bands to get out of every position. So you don't want to be Hemmed In on key positions if you're already at a disadvantage because you can't hide anymore. Yeah. No, that's, like, yeah. that's a great point. Um, generally, I've found um, the dullest games to be long march key positions. Uh, like yeah, because that, long, long that makes for a very out. narrow. Yeah. That, that makes yeah. for a very narrow game, and it's lends itself to being more defensive. It, yep, yeah, I agree like, with that. It just it almost forces. Even if you're trying to play, you're generally out of range with half of your list for the first turn anyway. At sure. best. So it kind of forces you to acknowledge that you're not going to play. And once you've done a couple of turns, it gets easier to do the rest. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah. And it generally, generally is harder to play into your opponent's one. Um, especially if you're playing um, Rollout. Is that the weird one I'm thinking of? Um, yeah. I think so, like, yeah. Rollout is the, like, the short L. It's, you know, it's a slightly yeah, different I, version of of long march so but. um a thing i have 
um, considered in the past with rollout myself is taking mm -hmm. rollout even when I don't have vehicles because that deployment area is so deep and you yeah. can kind yeah. of um, like they can reach the middle of the board from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of my battle deck talk on that topic. Uh, anyone else got anything else? Does anybody else have another point they would like to throw in the mix there, or shall we just start wrapping up on our key positions show? Uh, Okay, yeah, well. I think that about covers it now. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, yeah, I'm play sure, it. I'm sure. play, play it, make it an interesting game. Have fun with it. Yeah. Don't be blind. Nope. Yeah, uh, go, go, go and buy your cheap Legion stuff, Zach. All right, post, I guess. Post pictures in the Discord when you get them. All right. Bye. Yeah, bye, everyone. We'll see you all next time.